Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on there this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or special guests on this radio show, you can always send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Or you can give me a call, Steve B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and study along with us here on What a Word from the Lord radio show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. On tonight, we have a special edition. Shauna Otis, one of my co-hosts here with Stevie B's Media Productions. She has her team, the Mid-Tennessee uh, Singles Ministry. Shauna, she's with the Grayway Church of Christ there in Nashville, Tennessee. And she has a special guest speaker on the broadcast tonight. We always look forward to having Shauna and her team on the broadcast. So this is the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry Hour of Power. Take it away, Shauna. My name is Bryant Malone, and you're listening to the Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour Power on the What a Word from the Lord radio show. Thank you for joining the Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour Power. My name is Shauna Otis. I am one of the co-hosts here on the CBB Media Productions um, podcast. I am here with um, several of our members from the uh, Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry as well. Um, our, our mission is to empower singles to become fully devoted to followers of Christ, to encourage one another to live an abundant life, and to equip singles to demonstrate God's love by reaching the lost, teaching, and preaching God's word. Tonight, we are honored to have Brother Zachariah Smith with us tonight. He is a native of Starfield. Zachariah um, is using his, uh, using his MSU education to encourage a better life, for himself and others. He earned a bachelor's degree in biological engineering in 2010 and currently serves as a project engineer and manager for Integra Life Sciences, a global leader in neurosurgery and regenerative um, tissue technologies. He is also currently pursuing his MBA from Delta State University. At MSU, Smith was involved in a number of organizations and activities including the Toastmasters International, the National Society of Black Engineers, Student Association, and the Bagley College's IMAGE Summer Bridge Program. He was selected as the 2005 Scholar Athlete Award by the Mississippi State University Chapter of the National Football Foundation and College Hall of Fame. Smith also was a Senior Resident Advisor for MSU's Day One program and mentor students in the local school district and through participation in the Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Mississippi organization. Smith completed his MSU engineering co-op experience at Baxter Healthcare in Cleveland, where he gained firsthand experience in healthcare-based manufacturing and engineering. He began his engineering career at Jones Healthcare Incorporated in Baldwin and later joined Ecolab Inc.'s healthcare division in Columbus and Alpharetta, Georgia, as a senior product development engineer. In that role, he received stellar ovations for medical device companies for his engineering performance. In 2017, he moved to Memphis, Tennessee to manage the in-bone total ankle portfolio for a vendor company of Wright Medical. As an alumnus, Smith frequently serves as a guest speaker on campus. He maintains involvement with the National Society of Black Engineers, student organization, 
and serves as an engineering mentor in the Bagley College. He also is an active member of the Memphis Maroon Club alumni chapter and served on the Black Alumni Weekend Executive Committee for the 2022 event. An avid volunteer and experienced evangelist. Zechariah is a strong advocate for others through his dedicated service and leadership in the Churches of Christ. With the Mid-South Food Bank, Memphis Urban League of Young Professionals, and Mainhood at 365, a global initiative that that he um, a global initiative he launched in 2012 to provide faith-based mentoring to young men in urban and suburban communities. Through his ministry, Smith seeks to justify the convictions recorded in Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. Brother Smith is dealing with the topic tonight, patience, on this evening. I'm sure we can all relate or give feedback on this topic tonight. So as we sit back and listen, let's remember to keep our lines muted. And if you should come off of mute tonight, we ask that you kindly, after you make your comment, to kindly place it back on mute <laughs> um, so we won't have background noises. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to this show. Brother Zachariah, take us away. Good evening. Honor to the beneficent and the merciful. We're so thankful to Stevie and to Shauna and to all of the constituents on the Mid-Tennessee Singles Conference and the Executive Committee and to all those who are listening via the, the call-in, via radio, via the blog talk a link. We invite you tonight that as we investigate the sacred text, in particular as we think about the subject matter of patience, we hope and pray that there will be a dialogue where we engage each other about the subject and, and ask the question, how can we incorporate patience in our lives in a more effective way. You know, it was a individual in the person of of Jim Elliott, a man who had an aspiration to share the goodness of God with people in areas where God was not known. The story goes that Jim Elliott <clears throat> uh, wanted to go to to exotic places in the Amazon and throughout the eastern region of the of the of the world rather and he began thinking about how he could accomplish this particular goal. And, you know, he had a family, he had a wife, he had children, and, you know, it's wise men, to the men that's on the call, in particular the men in the marriage, to discuss those decisions with your wife, right? Uh, you don't want to be sleeping on the couch, so I'm told, so I'm told. Nonetheless, he, 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 he went to his wife and he discussed it with her, and I'm pretty sure like like any woman, she began to ask him, what about the bills? What about the children? What about our life? Because that type of decision to go over into other places, you know, it's something you got to count the cause. It's not something you can do impulsively. They began to go back and forth and discuss the matter back and forth, back and forth, and she still wasn't convinced that Jim Elliott's desire to go over to these this foreign place would serve them well. She said, we can serve God here in the United States. And so Jim made a statement to his wife that I, that I really like. He told his wife, he said, he is no fool to lay hold of that which he cannot lose. Jim said to his wife, I would never be a fool, a fool, if I give up what I cannot keep to lay hold of that which I cannot lose. And, and we know the context of that. Some say he was talking about God and the things of God. He said, I would never be a fool if I give up these earthly things. If I give up earthly uh, ideas, works of the flesh, I would never be a fool if I give those things up and lay hold of that, those things, the things of God, the fruit of the Spirit, one of which is patience. I would never be a fool if I give up the things that are mundane and lay hold of that which I cannot lose which is the things of God, and all the things of God are intangible. And they work together for good for our life, and they work together for good for our benefit, and they work together for good for our uh, eternal life as we spend time with God. And I want to just talk to, tonight, my beloved, just about the ideal of patience. I'm pretty sure that we need more of it in our life. I, I'm. It was. It was interesting that, my sister Shauna asked me 
<laughs> to speak on patience because it's it's an area in my own life that I that I pray to God about all the time. I pray to God for more patience. I pray to God to help me to be a patient person. Uh, by nature, I'm an engineer, and so we we are asked to solve problems and to execute. So I'm always in execution mode, and so sometimes you have to be a little bit impatient to get projects done in a timely manner. And so by nature, I'm impulsive on some things, and then I'm laid back on others, just depending on the circumstances. But in, in my life, I pray to God for patience all the time to help me to understand what it is. And so as I was thinking about the, the idea of patience, I began to look at the nature of God, the nature of who he is, and they want to just impress upon the canvases of our minds this afternoon, if I may, and just just to evoke a passage of Scripture, some passages of Scripture, rather, that kind of highlights the idea in a way that I think is beneficial unto us. And I want to just begin this dialogue by referencing a passage of Scripture that's found in Second Peter chapter 3, and I want to just uh, make comments from verses 9 through 18, 2 Peter 3, verses 9 through 18. The good book teaches us the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering. That's the word that I would like us to uh, underscore, uh, underline if we can, because that, that's a derivative of patience. But God is what? Long-suffering towards whom? Us, you and me. And, and and that long suffering is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And if you drop down to a verse to verses uh, fourteen, the good book says, "Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long suffering." Of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved Paul, according to the wisdom given to you, has written to you. In other words, the the, the Holy Spirit, as He moved our brother Peter to write these words, and to found in this great and grand text, He's saying to us that God, the very being that we serve, is long suffering, and that He He says, consider. He's telling these brethren that consider that the patience of God, the long-suffering of God, is salvation. Now, uh, how is that, beloved? Well, I want to just keep it in the book of Peter, going back to First Peter chapter 3, is how is it salvation, Brother Zachariah, you may ask, and how, how is the long-suffering of God is salvation? Well, we, we have a snapshot of that as it was found in the first in 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 the in the uh, first dispensation that we read about with Noah, right? The good book teaches us in uh, First Peter chapter three. The Bible says in verse eighteen, "For Christ also suffered once for sin, the just for the unjust, that he may bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison." Who formerly were disobedient when, when once. Here's the verse I want you to highlight in the B clause. Of verse 20 of 1 Peter 3, 1 Peter 3:20, the B clause, when once the divine long suffering, the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which, that is, eight souls were saved through water. We find that even in the Old Testament, that our beloved Father, the Creator, Elohim, as we would call him, the Godhood, that the divine long-suffering of God was waiting on the soul, that God gave mankind time. God gave mankind a window. God gave mankind an escape through the through the portal of time. That's patience. 120 years, God allowed the ark to be built, hoping one day that the people would repent, come to themselves, that he waited in the days of Noah. Isn't that something? God waited? In the days of Noah, when God can snap his finger and it can happen, but God positions himself through the concept of time, right? Now, think about this idea of patience. I'm just trying to build a definition of what patience is, and we're just looking at God, that patience has a subset of time waiting. But why But why was God doing the waiting? The ultimate thing is love for his fellow people, you and me that God 
the long suffering of God, the patience, it's salvation. But salvation for whom? You and me. That God waited. God waits because He's hoping, as we read in other texts, that not willing, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we can definitely see and underscore Jim Elliott's point that we would never be a fool if we take on the attributes of patience or the attribute of patience, because it is it is a nature of God, and it is something that we must have, but we must have. But we see God waited. God is patient. And he directs his patience towards you and me. And I think that uh, in the in the latter part of the program, I wanted to talk about applications of that. And so as we can see, that by definition, as we read a few passages of Scripture to talk about how patience is exhibited in the life of our Father, that the ideal of patience is translated in many different ways. It's translated endurance, the Greek word hupopone, which means the ideal of, um, it is actually is it, a translation of the word Nikao, who put Nikao, Nike, we pronounce the word Nike. It's the idea it has elements of endurance. It has the elements of victory. That's the idea. Papane means that I have endurance. Uh, some versions translated steadfastness. Also, the word patience is translated um, long suffering after you have endured trials or temptations. The idea that Patience is translated that is the ability to face hard or trying or annoying experiences without getting angry or set, upset or lashing out. And it is developed, many cases, by suffering or by overcoming trials. Or sometimes the trial is God's vehicle or God's tool to help us to have the ability to face hard times, to face annoying experiences without getting angry or upset, right? Because when you go through something the first time and then you go to another time, God stretches. I, I, I like to say that God, God's uh, tool or his discipline is like elastic uh, uh, material that it stretches around our obese waist of impatience. Right, God teaches us through trials how to be patient because guess what? When you when you've gone through something the first time, it's easier to face it the second time because now those muscles have been exercised. And God calls all of us to love to be like Jesus, who demonstrated the greatest form of patience during his earthly ministry. And I believe that if we examine uh, God and His Son, what it says about patience, and we can grow. In it, even if it is a struggle, even if it is a struggle. So to recap, we talked about the idea that patience is a derivative of God, the nature of God, that it is the ideal of waiting, a, a, a set of, of element of time. And we, we made the point that God exercised patience towards you and me, and that was our salvation. And we define patience by saying that it is the it is characterized by the ability to face trying hard or annoying experiences without getting angry, upset, or lashing out. And patience is developed, in many cases, through trials or through suffering. And as God's vehicle or God's tool to help us to develop patience, especially as it talks about in James chapter 1, uh, verses 3 and following. With that being said, beloved, I'm going to pause for just a minute. And to allow anyone on the line, perhaps you may have a question, perhaps you may have a comment, we would love for you to uh, give us a call, or if you're on the line already, to to uh, chat with us. Uh, I don't know, uh, Shauna or Stevie, if, you, if, if there's a number for them to call, but feel free, uh, while we have a brief, brief intermission to allow them to do, you can definitely uh, give out the number, or we can have those to, to chime in on, on this discussion. If there is no comment, um, what I want to do, if, if there are no comments, I, I definitely want to uh, keep going, and I definitely want to just look at look at this ideal of, of, of patience, and I want to just look at uh, I want to approach it anticlimactically, uh, so to speak, and um, and just uh, look at. What happens when we don't have patience, right? And I want to just make a point here. I want to just be practical in this application because I think this applies to a lot of 
young adults. It applies in particular to a lot of singles, right? Uh, single, we're defining singleness by uh, just never uh, unmarried, whether we have been married and our spouse may have passed away, whether we've been married and the marriage ended, or we have never been married before. That's how we're defining single as, as an unmarried person. And one of the cases for the sake of time, I'm just going to paraphrase this particular text, but you're familiar with it. It's the story, it's the account, rather, of Abraham and Sarah. Or Sarah. Uh, and so we, we understand that God appeared to Abraham and Sarah and told them that they were going to have a child, have a child, a child of promise in the person of Isaac. My twin brother actually is named Isaac. And, um, you know, uh, and things of nature. Um, and so, uh, and so uh, I think we may have had a comment on the line here, uh, so to speak. I, I, uh, I, I tell the caller, if, uh, I apologize. I did not hear the comment, but if, if you uh, are able to, feel free to uh, circle back. And we're gonna end this segment in about five in about three or four minutes. And at that time we'll definitely open the floor up uh for 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 a comment a question here. But just just to reiterate about the story of Abraham and Isaac, for those who may have just been joining, we're just talking about a patient. And we're talking about uh an example of what happens when the uh antithetical way of patient inpatient, so to speak. Uh, we know the story of Abraham and Sarah. God told Abraham and Sarah they were going to have a son of promise, Isaac, and time was going by, right? He told them many years before the promise was going to be fulfilled. Uh, Abraham and Sarah, I believe, believed God, right? You remember the comment in the New Testament, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief? Belief and unbelief can exist in the same body? Yeah, faith has magnitude. Sometimes we have faith, but the faith may be weak, meaning that there's doubt in the faith. We believe it, but we may not be a strong, it may not, the conviction may not be as strong because we get discouraged sometimes. I believe the same was true with Abraham and Sarah. They, they, they believe God. I think they just got tired of waiting because in the flesh, right? The flesh tires of waiting when we don't see any physical results. They they believe God, but they got tired of waiting. And how many of us, if we're honest, that we believe God, we we believe his promises, we, we attend church faithfully, we try to live out our lives the best the way that we do, but yet there are some things that we're praying, God for, praying to God about that has not taken place in our life. And, and 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 in that moment, one of the strongest temptations is to supplement God's plan. That's what Abraham and Sarah did, right? Sarah probably had got discouraged. She believed God, but she just was tired of waiting in her flesh. And so what did she do? She told Abraham, go into Hagar and have a child because it's not going to happen. And how many of us have a Sarah moment in our life where we sometimes get discouraged in our life get discouraged in our faith, get discouraged in our walk with God, and we try to supplement God's plan by doing it our way. Like Burger King, I did it my way, or have it your way. Now, in the latter half of the segment, I'm, I'm going to uh, finish that story in, in another uh, way that I think would be uh, applicable because, you know, we, we definitely want to we, we definitely want to end, uh, you know, uh, on, on a positive note, and and so we definitely want them to know, but I just want you to understand that they got tired of waiting. And so many times, like us, we have a several moments where we try to supplement God's plan with our will, and it doesn't work out. Now, the grace of God, we see the grace of God in that same concept, right, the patience of God. See, grace, patience, love, all those are elements of patience. Are derivatives of patience. They work one together. You can't say you love somebody and you don't have patience with them. You can't say you, you have patience with somebody if you don't love them. They all work together. Faith, hope, patience, and love, they all abide together. And so just make it the point, my beloved, that uh, sometimes 
impatience. Uh, impatience lead us to do uh, rational things. At this point, beloved, we're going to uh, take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. When God says no, and we won't accept him to the end, just remember, don't forget, I Father's what's best, when I lay awake at night, with tears streaming from my eyes, I remember, God I know, what's best. Midnight hour, I was crying and all alone, waiting for an answer. All my hope gone. I even called on my best friend, and she could not be found. Lord, you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Lord, where are you now? I went to church the next Sunday morning Looking for my breakthrough I knew a change would come If I just hold on Cause God's word is true But then the preacher said something And it took me by surprise Sometimes God says no But just like Job you gotta trust him when God says no, but when the preacher said it, I didn't quite understand it. He said, don't forget, just trust your father, because he knows what's best. When I lay awake in the middle of the night, with tears streaming from my eyes, I remember, father knows. Because he knows, Father knows, and I started to feel a little better, because he started talking about my Jesus, and the garden of Gethsemane, and how he prayed to the Father, let the cup pass from me, then he did just like me, y'all, said he went to his best friend. And his friends let him down He said, my God, my God Why have you forsaken me? Where are you now? You see, sometimes God is moving And we don't understand See, Jesus paid the cost When we were lost And it was all a part of God's master plan so when you're waiting for that answer And God says no to you Just go ahead and shout hey, And have no doubt trust your That the Father knows more hey, than you When God says no No, 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 no See, it's not in man that walketh To direct his Get the call. And you, you pray for that sick one, and they've gone on to that eternal home. And when you cried, and you prayed, and you cried, and you feel there's nothing left, just put it in the hands of the Father. And remember, no matter what it is or what it looks like, God, He knows. Yes, He knows. To the Mid Tennessee Singles Hour Pod.
All right. Thank you. Thank you, my beloved. We, we are back here. We're thankful for uh, this opportunity again. That was a nice song. I, I, look, I'm from Mississippi, and uh, I was listening to that song. I, I was getting caught up in the spirit because, you know, those who are familiar with Mississippi, I grew up in a, in a very rural environment, and so uh, the, the old sister, they would get there. They would hang out clothes on the line. They would be singing that song. And so I, I was getting caught up in the spirit. Uh, for, for sure. And so with, uh, before we move on, beloved, I just want to uh, ask, are there any comments or questions that we would love to solicit those uh, from you? And uh, if you want to just add to the conversation that we were having prior to the commercial break, just to summarize, we are just talking about patients, and we were talking about Abraham and Sarah and how patients, or the lack thereof, was operating in their life. And so if you would like to just chime in or ask a question or even add a comment, this is a good time to do so before we move on to the second half of this particular program. And Hi, so, uh, Hey, sister, how you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, um, I thought about something when you were talking about First uh, Peter 3.18, uh, yes, when you, were, you had mentioned how God had given mankind time. And, and opportunity, and I thought about how God wakes us up every morning, mm. and he's given us a, another opportunity to get it right. And that's one of the things that I, when I get up in the morning, I thank God because of, like you said earlier, um, if you love someone, you'll be patient with them, and God shows his love toward us, being patient with us and giving us a chance uh, uh, to to get up and to do the right thing. And I thought about uh, Lamentations 3 uh, and 22 when he said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And mm. so I just I just wanted to add that comment because it was something that I thought about when you were talking about God giving mankind time and opportunity. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my sister, for that comment. That, that was delectable, and uh, I pray that um, that God keep blessing you. That that was a very, very good comment. Lamentations three and nine. So that's a powerful text. Uh, do we have another? We, we we have time to take one more. If there was another individual, another person would love to to chime in. We we would uh, love for you to do so at this time, as we think about the subject matter of patience. Um, the number to call for those who may be listening, 713-955-0508. And so we, we're we just discussing this this concept, this subject matter, from a biblical perspective of patience. And uh, as we talked about this before, just to give a brief summary for those who may just be tuning in, we're talking about patience, and we started off by talking about God and about how the patience is a derivative or a nature, an attribute of God as he applies it to you and me. You know, the Bible says all of us have sinned and fall short daily. We sin past him, but we fall short on a daily basis. And so God's love is is, is commended, as the, as the King James said, always demonstrated towards us that God fills in the gaps as we walk in the light. And as our sister said, that God, God uh, gives us every morning to be renewed and that God greatest his faithfulness towards us, that he is faithful to his promise and he is faithful uh, to what he said. We, we were discussing this idea about patience in, in, the, in the life or the lack thereof in the life of Abraham and Sarah, a conspicuous example of patience. We were just saying that God told them they were going to have a, a son of promise. It was based upon a promise. Abraham and Sarah, they, they were waiting on the promise, but it hadn't come to pass yet, right? And so they tried to supplement God's plan. Sarah told his, her husband to go into Hagar, and they, they had a child, Ishmael. Obviously, when that happened, Sarah and Hagar began to uh, have conflict, naturally so, right, naturally so. And uh, Sarah kicked Hagar and Ishmael out, and the conflict came about because she tried to supplement God's plan, the impatience. That's the idea of uh, another phrase that's, that's, that is the same word you use, means waiting on the Lord. God will always say all the time, wait on the Lord, right? And, and that's the idea that you be patient for God to execute his part of the promise. That's really the, the, the phrase is that when God says wait on the Lord, he's saying to us, 
uh, wait on God to exercise his part of the promise, right? And so when to, for in, in Abraham and Sarah's case, they were going to wait on him until God appointed the time that he was going to do his part by opening up her womb, right? Opening up her womb. Um, and so we see we see that, right? We see the impatience on Abraham and Sarah. We see the conflict that came as a result of their impatience, right? But but here's the thing though. Here's here's a here's a, here's a concept of grace, which which is which is like I told you at the very beginning, grace, love, faith, and patience are all interconnected together. If you look at the uh fruit of the spirit, Galatians chapter five, uh the spirit of God through the mouth of Paul, laundry list and an innumerable amount of fruit of the spirit. Now I often tell people that in the context it's the fruit of the spirit singular. And some people say, Well that that's semantic, Zachariah. But I no, I, I say that it is some people say fruits of the spirit, they are fruits. But in this text in, in Galatians five twenty two, it's the fruit of the spirit which is a derivative of one seed, and in that one seed it produces these things, which is the word of God, right? So it shows the interconnectedness of all of these attributes that you can't have one without the other. That's why I make the point that it say fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, against such there is no law. Where there is no law, there is no sin. God says to us, that that with patience, there is no law against being patient. There is no law governing giving of love. There is no law against love. That's something very powerful. Uh, if I was in another setting, we could preach that. We could preach that. We could stay right there and preach that. But coming back to Abraham and Sarah, our, our example, we 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 see that even though they were impatient, God was still patient and God was still faithful to his promise to them, right? God was still faithful to his promise, and God's grace was still there, and God did not invalidate the promise uh, to them based on what they did, okay? And so the patience of God is seen through his promise, and it's seen through his uh, love. God, See, God's love is not impulsive like our love. Our love is up and down, you know, up, up and down, but God's love is constant, right? And so just making the point that we see God's patience in with Abraham and Sarah, and that at the due season, God blessed Abraham and Sarah with a child. But I'm just making the point, we're honest sometimes that in our life as Christians, especially during the pandemic, right, let's let's keep it a stack. Uh, let's keep it 100. That means let's, let's be honest, right? I know uh, that's, that's, that's an idiomatic expression. In my vernacular, I'm from Mississippi. When we say let's be real or let's be honest, we just say let's keep it a stack, let's keep it a hundred, keep it a thousand. I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes, beloved, we do get impatient because we look at things through the eyes of our, uh, our human eyes. But God said, walk by faith and not by sight. Right? We walk by faith and not by sight. And if we're honest, I think sometimes we all have been with Sarah at that things not happening in our life like we want them. Things are not going the way that I think they should go. You know, the thing, the thing about singing, and I was just honest. I talked to my brother, uh, Sister Shauna mentioned in my Bible, Mainhood 365. It's, a, it's just a um, faith-based initiative just to restore biblical manhood in the world. And so I have a tribe of brothers that we chop it up. We talk about our insecurities, vulnerabilities, and how we can be better men. And I was just telling them, I said, brother, you know, I ain't going to lie to you. That during the pandemic, that was the first time I really felt lonely. I would come home, and I work in healthcare, so I, my work schedule would be all over the place. And I said, man, I felt lonely. I felt so lonely because I would come to my house after working all day, you know, and then, you know, before the pandemic, you know, preaching and working and doing just always staying busy. But I felt so lonely. And I said, man, I, I started – Thoughts was coming to my mind to say, man, you know, because you're lonely, and that and that comes from impatience, anxiety, right? Being anxious because you're like, man, you know. And so I was telling them that sometimes that's that's when the devil preys upon us is that when we don't see God's working in our life as it should, as, as I mean, as we think He should, right? And so just like Sarah, sometimes we we circumvent 
or we sabotage God's plan. But the beautiful thing about it, right, is that God still is going to be true to his promise. And God is faithful. And God, uh, forgive us. Even if we make a mistake, even if we try to supplement God's plan, God is still faithful to us. So with the remaining 15 minutes or so, my beloved, how do we develop patience? How do we develop patience? I want to end on that note, right? We, we've seen in the life of Abraham and Sarah, they developed that patience, right? They 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 developed, developed it, and we see that the son of promise came, and Abraham became a great man, a father of many nations. But how do we develop patience practically? One of the things that I think he developed is trials, right? Trials and temptations. We don't like trials and temptations, but they are – what help us to become what we ought to be In Romans the 5th chapter I believe it is uh, In Romans chapter 5 The Apostle Paul makes that abundantly clear He says in Romans chapter 5 Verse 1 Therefore having been justified by faith We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ Through whom also we have access by faith Into this grace in which we stand And rejoice in hope of the glory of God And not only that But we also glory in tribulation What brother Paul? We glory in tribulation. Glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. That's our word, right? Endurance, patience. Uh, all these are subsets. Perseverance produces character. Patience produces character. And character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given us. So one of the things, beloved, that we need to pray to God about uh, which is a subset. How do we develop patience? Obviously, we pray to God, right? We should, but we should pray to God for specific things. Pray to God for, for His His Holy Spirit, for His for His tools. But we should pray to God that Lord trials. So why James account it all joy when you endure various trials because it is the trials of God, the trials of life that builds up this ideal of patience. I was witnessing one time, I was listening to an older preacher respond. This young preacher said, Look, preacher, how can I become a good preacher? He said, give your need and pray to God for trials and temptations. And he said, it's through you overcoming and being tested and relying on God, being dependent on God, it would produce the muscle of greatness because now you're going to serve. So patience, beloved, how do we develop? Prayer to God, that's, that's implicit. We need to pray to God all the time. Spent time in prayer before Jesus chose his twelve disciples. He spent he spent all night in prayer to God, his Father. Amen. And what what should we pray about? We should pray to God that He allow us to confront trials and temptations. I read somewhere that the Titans they were unconquerable. They were invictus. Why? Because defeat was their strength. Every time Titans would hit the ground, they would gain strength. And so is the same thing for the life of the Christian. The life of the Christian is that we gain strength by depending on God as he takes us from place to place and as he allows us to endure trials. How do we develop patience that once we once we go through things, witness to people about the goodness of God in your life, one of the greatest things about developing patience is confession. I was talking with the congregation one time, and they, was, they asked me, Zachary, are we witnesses? And I was like, yes, you're witnesses. We're not witnesses in the same way that the apostles were. We're not witnesses in the same way as the prophets were, but we are witnesses. How are we witnesses, Brother Zachariah? If you are listening to me right now and you've ever been unemployed, ever had financial difficulty, but now you are gainfully employed, and you are a witness that God's grace and his mercy and that he justifies James 1, 17, that every good and perfect gift come from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variation, no shadow turning. You don't, you don't just know that academically. The word know God means to experience God. You have experienced God in your life, and now you can share that with other people. That's how you develop patience, because now you're getting out of yourself and sharing the goodness of God with other people. If you, beloved, have raised children, and you are still in your right mind, raising children today's time is difficult. Beloved, you are a witness. And that produces patience, right? Raising children teaches you patience and unselfishness. Beloved, if you have been married and you have uh, endured the hardships of marriage, then you are a witness of God's grace and mercy, and you're developing patience. The list goes on and on. We are witnesses. And because we are witnesses of God's grace, we have experienced God, not just academically, but we have experienced him in our life 
by depending on him, by praying to him, and by overcoming through him, with him, by our side, we are witnesses to go out into this world and to share with them both academically, but also through our experiences what God has done for you and me in our life. May I encourage you, beloved, to be a light. See, sometimes people may not have the academic prowess to understand the Bible as we, as we may do. They, some people didn't grow up in church, didn't grow up in a religious setting, but what people do connect with is practicality, is that how God shows up for you in your life. I was sitting this past Friday evening. I went to a congregation. They they had a service and they had preaching, and after which we went out and got something to eat. You know how you know how preachers do we love to eat, don't we love to talk and love to eat. Um, <laughs> and so we were eating, and these two families, a husband and wife, and another husband and wife, they were sitting at the table, and I witnessed something so powerful. Right, both of them are raising children with autism. And they begin to talk about the challenges that they face with raising children with autism. And they begin to witness about the goodness of God and how they said, we believe our son and our daughter can achieve, that they can know God, and they had expectations for them. And they were sharing it to the point that the people around us was listening to them. You know what I mean? And you know what? You know what? I, you know, I, I, was, I had some things on my mind, but listen to them talk about the goodness of God in their life and how they connected together with, with that beloved. It was like, man, you know, my mind is not on me. It's, it's on the goodness of God. So share. Share with people what God is doing for your life. Serve other people. How do we develop patience? The Bible says in Mark chapter 10 that the Son of Man came to serve and not to what? Be served, but to give his life a ransom for many. One of the greatest ways to, to cure depression one of the greatest ways to cure selfishness is to take yourself out of the equation and serve other people. One of the things my dad made me do when I was younger, and now I do it, is that every time I would make some money, every time I would get some, he said, Zachariah, you're going to put something aside, not just what you give in church, but you're going to put something aside to help somebody else outside of giving to the Lord. You know, patience. And what that did, what that does, and when you have something to give to other people, you are investing making the greatest investment into somebody else. And what that does, it will help you develop patience. And now, because impatience comes from you, you're inward, you're looking inward. Patience comes from you have the fact you look outward and you wait and you know, just like God does with us, that you have optimism about the outcome. So serve other people, my beloved. There are homeless shelters right now that's waiting for your hands and waiting for your feet. There's your local ministry that's waiting for your hands and waiting for your feet. There is a a local nursing home. I know we're in COVID, so that means we can get creative in how we can help and serve other people. But one of the greatest ways to to develop patience is to serve other people and to allow yourself to be used at the discretion of another. You develop patience. If you have children, I would encourage you very early to very early to teach them how to serve other people. That's how you develop patience. People uh, know this story. Mama Sue, I, I, those who follow me on Facebook, and, and if you want the, I got the tribute. I, I wrote it in, in, in written form, but I posted it on my Facebook. But everybody knows the story about Mama Sue, and I, and I tell the story how that I had no, I, I had no aspiration of being a preacher. You know, um, I said I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to go to college. I'm gonna serve the Lord, make some money, I'm gonna get married, have children, and I'm gonna live happily ever after. How many of us have said that, right? We made these plans. Um, <laughs> they don't come to fruition. They don't. They don't. They don't come to fruition. Um, and so I, I told you I struggled with patience. So I went to this church, and I had made a. I had you know, the, Sister Sue asked me to be the minister there, so I, I obliged. I told her I would, and I made her. I made her a pact. I said I would. I would not leave the church until. Until I uh, accomplished the goal, right? The church was in some debt. I said, I'm going to work until we get everything neutralized, stabilized. I made her, I said, I promise you. You know what happened in, in, that, in, that, in that time frame? Two job layoffs. Boom. I, went to, I had alopecia. My hair had fallen out. Boom. Then I get a job offer that's four hours away. How in the world I can, I can maintain my goal as a minister four hours away. I started the job. Now, I had no money coming. I only had unemployment coming in. And I was. I, they gave me a lucrative salary. I said, Lord, have mercy. 
I turned the job down with the expectation. I said, Lord, you know, I made something through this promise. I'm going to stay here. And two weeks later, God blessed me with a job that was closer, that was very close to the congregation so I could stay there. Took the suit, and I uh, we, we developed a relationship. And, and and the only reason I stayed at the congregation was because I made that pact with her, right? And it was through staying with that congregation, going through the vicissitudes of, of changes. We went through a lot, had a lot of death, had a lot of uh, all the above, just, just a whole lot that I learned the power of being patient with people in their trials, in their tribulations. They were patient with me. And, you know, I learned that serving other people really helps you to develop a patience with with uh, another. And so, uh, beloved, we, we, we could go on and on, but uh, serving other people, praying to God, asking God for trials, Worshiping God in church, get out of yourself, all those things, esteeming others better than yourself, Philippians chapter 2, all of those things will help us to develop our patience. And I think the ultimate reason why we should develop patience, and we look at how God been patient with you and me. There are some things I'm pretty sure we go to God about on an incessant basis, and God is still patient. He still blesses us. And so what we should do is realize that we ain't always, we ain't always what we should be. Okay, We sin from time to time, and God is still faithful. May we take that and say, guess what? The same way that God is patient with me, I'm going to extend it to other people. Beloved, we are so thankful uh, tonight to be able to be in your hearing. We're so thankful for the Mid-Tennessee Singles Conference and the ministry that they have going on, and I'm so thankful for for Stevie, and I'm so thankful for Shauna as they uh, put these a series together. We hope and pray that this is not the last time that you would join us, beloved. There are great speakers that's been lined up uh, on, on various Tuesdays. I think I, I think that it's going to be one next Tuesday. And so, if you're listening to us, beloved, uh, we would love to have you back uh, next Tuesday or, or whenever the time is come when they have a speaker, and we would love for you to participate with us. We are so thankful to God for all that He has done. We, we're ever mindful. My beloved, that we are living in a pandemic, and I hope that you will see the pandemic as an opportunity to witness and to share the goodness of God. And, again, we give thanks to Shama uh, Otis, to uh, Stevie Butler, uh, to the Mid-Tennessee Singles uh, Conference and the Executive Committee for their work and their effort. We know that it's not easy putting these things together, reaching out to speakers and coordinating and talking amid our, our busy schedules and, and our obligations as parents and and husbands and wives and the like. But we're so thankful for what you do. We wanted to say to those who may be listening via the uh, the Internet, or the call-in number, we're thankful for you. We uh, will be praying for you, uh, and I hope you will pray uh, for me as well. Pray for the city of Memphis and pray for us, our congregation, at the Trigg Avenue Church of Christ. If you're ever in the Memphis area, uh, 1119 East Trigg Avenue, Memphis, Tennessee. We're in South Memphis there. And so if you're ever in the Memphis area, you can come visit us every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. for Sunday school, 11.15 for worship, and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. If you're ever in the Memphis area, we would love, love for you to come out and be with us. And if I can ever be of assistance to you, uh, you can look me up. I'd be happy, happy to share my be share my information through the portals that we have uh, designated the way to share information. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook uh, or Instagram, whatever it can be. Feel free to reach out, and I'll be more than happy to assist you in the best way that I can. You can reach me uh, via email at T H E Z E C H Smith at gmail.com. D Zek Smith at gmail.com. T H E Z E C H S M I T H at gmail.com. And so, beloved, I, I thank you for your listening ear. I thank you for your patience with me, and may God bless us, and may the grace of God and the sweet uh, communion of the Holy Spirit be with you today and every day. Amen and amen. I turn you back over into the hands of our capable hosts. Thinking about what you've done for me in my life, I just want to say what you really mean to me. You're my everything, my joy and peace, you're the reason why I sing. Lord, I don't deserve anything you've given me, so I just gotta say thank you. Whoa, what's nice with your love and grace, so I just gotta tell you this. Mm-hmm. I 
worthy to be praised, so I shall worship you for all of my days. You fell victory and gave me the strength so I can win this race. Lord, I'm giving you all the honor and all the glory you shall forever run in. All of these blessings you give me is the reason why I This is Genesis Archer, and you are listening in to the Mid-TN Singles Hour of Power. Peace and love, everyone. Oh, I need a friend, someone that I can depend on. I don't want to live my life alone. Oh, I need Jesus. Oh, I need the Lord. Oh, I need the Lord. Oh, I need the Lord. Oh, oh, I need a friend, someone that I can depend on, I don't want to live my life alone, oh, I need Jesus, oh, I need the Lord, oh, I need the Lord, oh, I need the Lord, I need the Lord, I need the Lord, I need the Lord, and Savior, I do in my life, cause I know without him there would be much pain and strife, he's a lily of the valley, he's a bright and morning star, everybody needs the Lord, no matter who you are or where you're from, there's no doubt, I need him in my life, Jesus, my 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 Jesus
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.